Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Megan Patterson and Aaron Jensen. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan story series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen. We are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit, while making you laugh along the way. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin Podcast. My name is Megan Patterson. And I'm Erin Jensen. And we are your hosts for episode number three. We are completely overwhelmed with the feedback and the response from our first two episodes so far. Um, it's been amazing. Yeah. Everyone reaching out to us, telling us how much they enjoyed it, all the subscriptions, the ratings. We just really appreciate you guys taking time to listen to us. It really means a lot. Because truly, I thought that it would just be my mom and her two sisters that would be listening to us on the podcast. So shout outs to our aunties. Mm-hmm. But really, um, there are more of you out there than we realize that are listening. Um, the fan mail has been tremendous. No, I'm just kidding. We don't get fan mail. But speaking <laughs> of fan mail. Yes. We actually, we should talk about, um, give a plug for for uh, Britney in the Zone, yes. which is an interactive Britney experience here in Los or in Los Angeles, um, where you get the chance to write fan mail to Britney. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys who aren't familiar, if you've seen the Museum of Ice Cream or experiences like that, it is an experience solely dedicated to Britney Spears, the Queen Britney Spears. <sighs> it was incredible. So I mean, good. if you grew up. In, if you went to high school in the 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, Britney has made an impact on your life, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah. She's just an icon. And so we all went, me and Annie, actually, the PA from the treatment also came to. She's Britney's number one fan. And we had an absolute blast. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, it's worth a visit. Mm-hmm. They have so many cute boomerang option, or, um, opportunities. Yeah, it's so cool because they give you this wristband that's connected to their app. And you scan it throughout the experience. And it takes pictures of you and boomerangs and send it, sends it to your app. Yeah, really so you fun. don't even have to charge your phone or yeah. ask a stranger to take a selfie of you or a picture. It does it all for you. I even have video of myself having a dance-off with a interactive Britney, like the Britney versus Madonna. Mm-hmm. It's fire. I got a lot of you feedback. I got a lot of flame emojis on my Instagram story from it. But anyways. But yeah, I think it's running for at least the next six to nine months. So oh, wow. It's going to be there for a while. Yeah. So, so make sure you guys check it out. Check it out. It's right across the street from the Grove, and it's called Britney in the Zone. Plus, their gift shop is incredible. They have sweat pants that say on the side work bitch mm-hmm. i got um leggings that have britney's face on it yeah <laughs> so so good definitely check it out but speaking of your little outfit's cute today it's oh. like your sweater for people who are just listening and not watching us on our youtube it has little pills on it mm-hmm. like little they look like little vitamins maybe yeah or um vicodins or or, or narcotics <laughs> Or, or B12, if you're vegan. There you go. Supplements. Yeah. That your sweater is so on brand. I cannot resist any medical paraphernalia. Yeah, she has a cute like yes. lip sweater and Faces. Uh, a mug with a, a muscular face on it or something. Anatomy. Yeah, Aaron's I'm an a anatomy for, nerd. She's a sucker for that. So Thank anyways, you. welcome everybody to our third episode of Through Thick and Skin. Uh, what we want to talk about today is something we lightly touched on in our first episode, which was the fact that we're sisters. Mm-hmm. It's true. Aaron is my older sister sister. I'm her younger sister. We grew up under the same roof. We have the same parents. And we kind of wanted to expand on that and talk about what it's like working with your sister. Mm -hmm. 
It could be a double-edged sword. Yes. You know, it could be, there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. So we're going to get into that today on the episode and talk about our personal lives a little bit more and what it is like to work with family. And especially family who you have very different personalities from, in a good way. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We're the yin and the yang of of our family. She's very linear, pragmatic Capricorn. I am a fiery, vagabond, eccentric freak. And somehow we we get along really well. Mm -hmm. We work together very well for the the following reasons, and we'll get into that. But just to give people kind of like a, a background on how we grew up. Yeah. Like we grew up locally here in Ontario, California, humble beginnings, humble roots. Uh, we started working very young. We didn't come from a family that said like, your only job is to go to school. No, as soon as I legally could, actually I worked legally, but as soon as I legally could receive a paycheck at age 15, I was working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for you, what was your first job? Well, I think I was, I've been babysitting since I was 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember mom would drop me off at her friend's houses. I was babysitting their kids while they go out, got paid five bucks an hour. I'd rather clean toilets than babysit. <laughs> I hate babysitting. There's so much pressure. The kids don't act you how I want. You have to keep them alive. No. They, they don't act the way I want. They get in the way of me watching TV. They want to eat. I'm just, seriously, I would rather clean toilets all day long. And I've said that from the very beginning. I babysat one child and I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Off that. I'd rather so, do, I'd rather clean houses. So instead of babysitting, what was your first job? So then? my, okay, my under the table first job was working in a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I used to change tires at this little junkyard. I had a Dickies onesie, like a little workman suit. Yeah. It looks super yeah. cute in it. Um, and then I would mark car parts. Uh, I would wash cars occasionally. I got paid like in peanut M&Ms and a $20 bill. It was a lot of fun. I worked for my dad, by the way. Um, but I had a blast. I loved being on the junkyard. I loved working alongside my dad and just having that kind of freedom. But then my first legal job was working in the cafeteria at my middle school where I served Frito pies for $5.15 a day. Now, can you explain what a Frito pie is for those who might not be familiar with that junk food classic? Yeah. Well, because Frito pies, I've, I was told, is a very like Southern thing. Like mm-hmm. it's in Texas a mm-hmm. lot but in Southern California well in Ranch Cucamonga where I went to middle school it was a, a, a baggie of Fritos in a little tray with a, a, a plop of chili on it and then cheddar cheese it was fire if you <laughs> like Fritos Fritos are perfect to scoop that up so I would sacrifice my lunch hour mm-hmm. like I would not eat a lunch I would work my lunch and get paid $5.15 and we had two lunches in middle school so if the second lunch Frito pie maker didn't show up I would ask to slip in and get some OT and then I would make $11 a day as a Frito pie slinger. But that was just the beginning. Then in high school, we both worked at Chicks Sporting mm-hmm. Goods. This was pre-Dicks. Yes. It was the best sporting goods store It was in the, Southern California. It was great. A, a mm-hmm. lot of you might have heard of, of Chicks Sporting Goods, but it's funny because I, Aaron worked there first and I wanted to be like Aaron, so I got a job there. But Aaron worked, each department was separated by like, like it was kind of like a caste system, like coolness levels. <laughs> Okay, Aaron was at the Aaron was the cashier. That's where like the pretty smart girls were. It was called front desk. Front desk. I was front desk. But she would count the money, so she had to be smart about it. And then um, the really sexy, like you know, like Foxy girls worked in software, software. which was the clothing part. Mm-hmm. So where they sold Roxy and all that stuff. The hot dudes, like the Foxy dudes, worked in. What would you think? I want to hear your opinion. Hardware. Hardware. Snow- yeah. Snowboards. Snowboards. Um, the ski department. They yeah. were super hot. Yeah. And then I was on an island. Um, <laughs> 
I was in a department of my own for real. Like it was just Megan. It was there. literally it was just, just me and her manager in the watch department it. and the sunglass department. Shout outs to my, uh, my old manager Jen because she's a client at the treatment. I fucking loved her and she I was still so love her. hot in high school. She is. So, she I mean, she's like, still a babe, but I. I could not, I did not fit in the cashier department. I did not fit in the software. I was selling heart rate monitors in the kiosk in the center of Chick Sporting And Oakley sunglasses. Yes. Wraparounds. Arnett. Arnett sunglasses were the bomb. White Arnett. In the 90s, in the late 90s. So anyways, that was just one of my 25 jobs. I've had a lot of jobs. I was a human directional. Which I, I didn't nobody, even know that was a term. <laughs> a human directional is a fancy term for the chick on the corner that would flip signs. And yes, I got a bonus because I would flip, I would spin it and flip it up in the air and catch it. And one time my boss drove by and saw me and he gave me like 30 buck bonus. And with that job money, I bought myself a CD burner. And with that CD burner, I would make mixed CDs and exchange those mixed CDs for rides home from high school. So I've always been on my grind. I've always been a hustler. This is like how I built this podcast. Like NPR hit me up. (laughs) Guy Raz, what the fuck is up? I'd be the the highest listenership of any how I made it is through my CD burner and my mix CDs. Now, what were some of your CD mixes called? Do you remember? Uh, The Peaches Mix. Yes. Have a Screw. And I got to remember that a lot of these people who listen to this podcast are not in Southern California per se, but Southern California definitely has a culture. We have a yes. car culture. We have a river culture. We have mm-hmm. a beach culture. We have a snowboard culture. So Havasu is a lake in Arizona that a lot of us would frequent as baby hood rats. And so I had to make sure the mix was tight for that. <laughs> so anyways, we've had so many jobs mm-hmm. and I think that's, that is leading into the pros of working with your family. Yes. Is that when you're cut from the same cloth, for the most part, you have the same work ethic. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when Aaron, you know, Aaron, maybe to pick your brain when you hired me, were you like, huh, I wonder if she's a flake or if she's going to call out sick a lot or if she's going to. No, I think the good, the bad and the ugly, you know what you're getting into with family. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what kind of family members you don't want to work with mm-hmm. and you know which ones you do want to work with. So I know that you've worked so hard and we've both worked so hard that even at the end of the day, if it. You weren't in medicine. I knew you would work really hard to get the job done no matter what it was because yeah. you've been thrown into so many situations and you just figure it out. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had parents who didn't let us sleep in. Like, no, we the, never slept in. No, we never like watched cartoons and ate Captain Crunch we weren't in our jammies. No, not at all. It was no. like 7 a.m. on Saturday, you're cleaning the garage. Yeah. Like, go ahead. And, you know, we were not only in school, but we were working part-time jobs after school. Mm-hmm. Plus, we were in... You know, Aaron was in swimming. I was in, we were both in NCL, like a little philanthropy league. So we were always like pressure makes diamonds in our family with us. So that means that just we work best under Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the reason why we were so successful starting out right away is that we, no job was beneath us. You know, I still take Mm -hmm. out the trash. I mean, if if a job needs to be done, we're going to get it done no matter what. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, that like we had barely any operational costs because we it was no sweat equity. It was just costs. us. Yes. Like, if it had to get done, I didn't clock Aaron for OT. I wasn't like, you need to pay me overtime because I had to go to Home Goods to buy a trash can for the exam room. Like, you just got it done. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, we didn't have time to order more syringes from McKesson, so I have to drive to McKesson. I drove to Van Nuys to pick up compounded medicine. Like, you just get her done. Mm-hmm. And so that would definitely be one of the pros is that there is no operational cost when you have a family member. No. Like 
you just make it happen. Well, and there isn't a nine to five either. If it's on the Mm -hmm. weekends or family dinners or things like that, it it never ends. But I think when you love what you do so much, it doesn't feel like a job, you Mm -hmm. know, when we're talking about it, because we just want the business to be successful and push it forward in whatever means necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, like I wouldn't, you, we do so much work from our bed, from home, Mm -hmm. from the waiting room, you know, with technology, we can really do a lot of stuff like with our social media, like that is a full-time job. So for us, we don't like, we just understand like it'll, it'll get done. And with family members, you can kind of do that with a stranger, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have like lower expectations, you know? Yes. Or you have to not have, um, uh, like predetermined expectations. Mm -hmm. You kind of have an open mind and see what they're, they're capable of. Yeah. What they're willing to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, how would you deal with something? How do we deal with conflict when we maybe disagree on things in the business? Well, yeah. I mean, it's tough because I'm an Aries. Hello. Like I'm fire. fire. I'm a fireball. So like I, and Erin's very pragmatic. Erin's very Capricorn. She's very stoic at times. She could be very serious. And it's like, so she could get a look from me that just freezes me like ice queen. Just, she looks at me and I know it's like, even with a fully Botoxed face. Yes. She gives (laughs) me that, that, that glacial stare and I shut the fuck up. But I will also say like, Hey, you know, like let's talk about this at a later time. I really, in the beginning it was hard. Well, in the beginning, because it was just me and you, Mm -hmm. you would like lead a a patient out into the lobby and I check them out. Like I couldn't get into it with you in front of the patient. Yeah. So now that there's more space and people can handle things, if I have to talk to you, I could be like, hey, let's talk about this. And I always like ask permission, like, hey, are you, do you have time to chat right now? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as sisters, you can sometimes just like barrage in, just like, hey, I need to talk to you right now. Yeah. And that's where you have to learn to draw the line between being professional and a family relationship. It's really hard. It's That's probably one of the cons is that when does that stop? Mm-hmm. How do you talk to me like an employee versus a sister? Like, how do you distinguish that? Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing we did is that we sat down before we got into this relationship as uh, working together and set up kind of boundaries and talked about expectations, saying that if this was ever going to get in the middle of our relationship, that we would sever the business part of it before letting it ruin our sister relationship. Yeah, for sure. Like, Mm -hmm. that was very crystal clear. Like, when I was debating whether or not I was coming into this business with Aaron, I spent a good month marinating, meditating, looking for signs, asking sage wise, you know, like spiritual leaders. I mean, I did yoga. Like I just really took my time on making a decision. And that was the thing. It was very crystal clear. Like if you don't like this or if it doesn't work, no harm, no foul, we'll just be done with it. But like, what do we have to lose? And that was it. I was like, we, I have nothing to lose, Mm -hmm. only something to gain. So as long as that's out in the open and that you can, and you believe your family member when they say that, mm-hmm. that there's no, cause the thing about Aaron and I is like, I, what she says is what I get and vice versa. Like, I feel like, and that this just might be a very, like an anomaly as far as sisters, but like, you know, I feel comfortable enough to tell her what's going on or like how even, but the way my delivery is a little more frothy, a little more emotional, a little more tears, a little more snot, a little more like, I'm just like, wow. Waren's a little more grounded, but it comes out the way it comes out. I'm not going to apologize for being me, you know? Um, so I think Aaron in the beginning though, we had some moments where there was some tension. I think we were both tired, you know? Well, and also you 
you haven't lived here for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, you, I would see you several times a year, but you lived in Chicago and San Francisco and Mexico. And it's very different going to seeing someone quarterly to every day. And I think that was, you know, a little bit of getting used to too, not in a bad way, but just learning how to see each other all the time. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were like seven days a week, six days a week. Yes. I mean, operating six days a week alone. That's it. Like eight hours a day, six days a week for a long time. It was just me and her and then our estheticians. So we spent a lot of time around each other and, you know, that got things off the ground really quickly. But looking back on it, it's like, hmm, maybe I should have taken a little more time for self-care or to disconnect a little bit or, but then again, it's like, what could you do on that one day off? Yeah. I mean, and that's having a business is you Mm kind of have to put that into it and have a plan to not sustain that forever. But I think the good thing about us is that we're not grudgy people. We don't really hold grudges. No, that's the thing is like, yeah. I don't hold a grudge. Like I'm not like, Mm-mm. that's a, it's a blessing. I'm really not like life is too short, you know, like I don't. And, and I also, I do a lot of personal work where I don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Like I do stuff on the outside so I could be a really good employee, a really good sister so that I don't think that Aaron is doing this despite me. Like, no. I think that's the biggest issue with a lot of grudges is that they think mm-hmm. it's personal. Yes. When No, honey child, nobody is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. It's true. That's the fucking truth. Yeah. I think about myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it's like, I don't take it personal. I also, like, Aaron and I come from, we, we lead very different lifestyles. And we'll talk about it in a future episode. But like, Aaron mm-hmm. is a married mother of three, homeowner. I am a single AF woman who lives in Los Angeles in a rented apartment that I absolutely love and I'm completely grateful for. I get to travel wherever I want when I want. So like I had to take that into consideration when I was like snapping at Erin, like she might've been up since 4 a.m. because her kid's sick and she's missing their karate practice and she might be feeling stressed about that. So, you know, I think that's just being a sister, let alone being, uh, you know, a coworker. Well, just take it to the next level because you're trying to support them personally, mm-hmm. but trying to make good business decisions. And it's hard. It's a hard dynamic. So I would say if anyone wants to get into the situation with family, if your your family relationship is rocky to begin with, uh-uh. this doesn't make it any easier. Abort. Abort that. No way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to... You know, you have to have an honest, communicative relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or if you don't, you'll learn to have one. Mm-hmm. Like, you will be thrown into the deep end at learning how to communicate effectively with yeah. your family. And I think we just figured out that, you know, hey, let's set up a time. Let's go to lunch. Let's talk about this versus mm-hmm. getting each other's faces when we're stressed out. Yeah, no, there's no, like, festering, really. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, like, long, drawn-out, like, resentment period where it has to come to a head. Like, I think we've been really good about having conversations, whether they're cute or not, they just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, you know, the, the positive dynamic with us, that kind of like, we know each other's talents and we know each other's skill sets, but on the con side of that, she also, we also know each other's buttons cause we've built them. <laughs> That's some deep shit, but like what for real, it's like, hmm. I know what Aaron's button is. If I really wanted to fuck up Aaron, like if I really wanted to mess with her, I would know exactly what to do. I'd make sure she's hungry. I, do I would get corner angry her so fast. Yeah, I would corner her at two p.m. and she hasn't had a lunch. I would interrupt what she's doing, like, and I do that. That's out of some spite, you know. That's not fair. Um, Aaron, what would your button? What would be my button pushing? I purposely don't push your buttons because I don't want any of <laughs> Megan coming out. I'm like. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I'm like Benny Drama. If you guys follow Benny Drama on Instagram, he has an Aries. He mocks an Aries person, and that's like me. Like I have a flame wig. Like don't I, mess like, with me. I intentionally think, okay. How can I come at Megan in the most gentle way possible? Because I don't want the wrath. I've been working on it, Megan though. At, I no. have been working on yes. it. I've made I've made improvements. There are a lot of people who like while out or feel very entitled to their anger. Mm-hmm. I am a big enough woman to where if I say something rude, I'll come back and, and say, Aaron, I apologize. That was not right. I should have done this better, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, you know, like, I think the strength of our brand from the beginning was built on the fact that we were very honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes the honesty didn't come out right away. Uh, it took me maybe, like, acting out in a poor behavior until Aaron was like, what the fuck is up? And then I had to be like, this is actually what's up, mm-hmm. you know? But it came out. Yeah. And I think that um, without honesty in a family relationship or a work relationship, like, you're screwed. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, we had the brand's intent, best intention in mind. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, frustration over how some protocol isn't being done, we're, we're doing it for a good purpose. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I would never sabotage and... And be like, you know what? Aaron gave me attitude. I'm not going to show up today. Yeah. Oh, and no. like close. No way. No. I could be like, f- like seeding in anger at Aaron and the client wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, welcome. <laughs> just play it off because the, the, the clients, the customers should not be victim to our swirling drama or anything like mm-hmm. that. That's so trashy. And um, disrespectful. Yeah, it's the worst when you go into anywhere and you can just sense tension or employees yeah. are arguing with each other. And or have you ever been in a in a doctor's office and the doctor's like snapping at the assistant Ooh. and you're like, I feel so bad for that assistant. She probably gets paid $7.50 an hour and she's probably questioning every move she's made in her life right now because this doctor is berating her. If you ask any medical assistant, they all have stories of shipping from oh, them. It's so sad. I know. Not from everyone, but I you know. know. It's feisty. It's, it, yeah, that's why I'm not a doctor i would i mean i would never throw anything at anybody but i have ridiculously high expectations yes and i'm working on that and that actually leads to like the like the con like having difficult conversations like in the very beginning when we were working when i was doing everything i was literally doing everything but like ordering supplies and injecting that was what aaron was doing i was like figuring out the cash register system and Mm -hmm. managing the one employee that we had you know and like i am maybe not the best manager Say it. Talk on it. Say it. This is the truth. Well, I think what we've learned is that we all have our strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and we don't have to be strong in everything. And that's what I think when you do everything in the beginning of, in the infancy of a business, that's what you have to learn what your strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. Um, I am not good with details, you know, with, with executing details. I have these big pictures, but a lot of times I think of things and don't follow through on things. And so I've learned to delegate that to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't get upset if someone has a weakness in something. It just, it is what it is. It's one thing if someone's intentionally dropping the ball or being lazy or sloppy, but y- y- we just have to, you know, go with what our strengths are. Yeah. That's what makes a business better. Yeah, for sure. So it took some trial and error, you know, in the beginning you know, what could, what am I really good at? What I'm not really good at and just remove that out of my scope. Mm -hmm. So I could focus on what I'm truly good at, which is like ridiculous obsession into detail, um, that people just oversee. Like, for example, I, one of our clients posted up a picture of themselves in the, um, in the exam room and, uh, beautiful, except the essential oil diffuser was unplugged. 
No normal person would notice nor give a fuck about an essential oil being plugged in. I screenshotted that and I asked one of the girls, I said, hey, was the essential oil diffuser not plugged in? And I don't, and I don't come at them in a mean way. I say, I know you guys, I come off as a freak, mm-hmm. but this is why I'm paid to do this. This is why our brand, I feel is so successful because we pay attention to those little things. Yeah. I pay attention to that. Like why have an oil diffuser? Is it broken? If it's broken, put it under the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Are you out of essential oil? Borrow some from the facial bar. Are you out of water? You know, like, I, and, and, yeah. and you know, of course the employer was like, oh my bad. And I was like, I know it sometimes happens, but that's the kind of stuff where I'm borderline like on the spectrum of yeah. like detail obsession. But when a few of those details come together, that's what makes something look sloppy. You mm-hmm. know, when you're at a toilet paper in the bathroom or the flowers are half dead that are in the vase on the counter, yep. all those little things, it, I mean, it really adds that's up. up. And that's what makes the experience that what sets us apart from a lot of other people yeah. out there. So that's my focus. Like I don't so mm-hmm. much like manage, you know, manage employees. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call, I'm not a, a, a manager of employees, yeah. you know, like I'm more of a manager of experience and that's a whole. Yes. So like, scent, sight, touch, you know, and anything else that could be dealt with, you know, Aaron mm-hmm. or the other oh, people. I'll do- <laughs> or the well, other I mean, people. we're, uh, we're so fortunate that we have built this team to be able to have other managers and things that take care of those details. It took time. Um, and we're very fortunate to have grown that that fast, that quickly. Yeah. Too. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we started with four people and like 800 square feet and now yeah. we've blossomed to 27 yeah, or 29. 29. I don't know. We just hired four people in the past two weeks. Yeah. So, so it's crazy how things grow and, you know, honest conversations with the people you love is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been really fun working with Erin. Like there have been some moments where I wanted to wring her neck, like <laughs> the first uh, glycolic peel party day we had. So, so I have these grand ideas and I don't really think as much at execution. I just think, oh, I can, I can do 30 uh, glycolic peels in a day. Oh, someone has to check everyone out and do discounts up front. And, and- talk to them about products. Like, Aaron had no idea. The end of the day <laughs> of our first, we had a blitz. I mean, we had three clients on the half hour from 9 until 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lunch break. I didn't pee. I didn't drink. It was, it was mayhem. And she comes out at the end of the day and is like, hi. And I snarled at her. I was like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I was like, I haven't eaten. I'm thirsty as I was like, you don't know what it's like out here. I said, you don't know what it's like explaining what salicylic acid does 18 fucking times in a row. I wanted to die. And she was like, she, you just crept out. You were like, you that's exactly how you I think you gave, me a, you gave me a hundred dollar bill. You're like, go have some dinner. <laughs> I, think I, did. I was like, <laughs> you seriously, I, I, I felt so in the right in that moment to lash out on you. Cause I was like, you cannot do this. I was like, you cannot bite off all this shit and have me chew it. It's so easy for you to, you know, just scurry off into the back and have your assistant deal with it. Where me, I didn't have an assistant then. Yeah, you didn't. My bad. So anyways, but we, (laughs) yes, I, I definitely took that to heart. And then we have, we, I'm really big on reproof and correction. Like let's, Take a look at this. How can we improve Feedback, it? look and, at it, yes. yes. And, and step back and be like, what worked and what didn't? This messed even, up, let's fix it. Even to like our parties. Yes. Like yes. with our promotions or our parties, we really like have a little feedback sesh afterwards and be like, did this work? Mm-hmm. Was this effective? Was this fun? Yeah. You know, was the goal achieved? So, I mean, in the beginning, I just, but then, you know, it was all good. You know, like we'd laugh it off and we'd still, we still see each other on the weekends. Like I'm an auntie to her children. Mm-hmm. I'm a godmother to her youngest son. So 
I still would work with her six days a week and then go to a baptism or an Easter or a brunch or a Super Bowl party. Like we were always together. Um, and, but it's cool because I like Aaron. I admire Aaron. Um, I think also there's some job security in knowing that you're hiring your sister. I mean, I, I have job security. Like I won't fire you. Yeah. Ever. I'm like, I really got to fuck up for Aaron to fire me because she needs me, you know, cause I'm, I, what I bring is super duper valuable to the company. And she said that over and over again. Um, so if there was any way that I was to completely remove myself from the company, it would be on a very amicable term or it would be totally talked out about. Like there's no, like, we're just not that type of people. Like no. I'm not going to estrange myself. It's so sad because I do hear of these stories about, oh, I haven't talked to my brother in 15 years because of a bad business deal or... It is tragic, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I I think this works for us really well because I'm a huge fan of Erin Jensen. Um, Like, I truly believe in her. Like, she's so humble and I'm the one that's always gassing her up and, and being like, she's the baddest best injector in Southern California. Like she knows what she's doing. She's so humble. She's so casual about it. She's so nonchalant. Like I'm the hype man for Erin Jensen where she's like, "Uh, stop. I'm only the trainer for Al uh, Galderma and Allergan. I mean, it's, it's really not a big deal. And I'm like, yeah. And you've been in the aesthetics industry since you finished PA school. You know, you've been doing this since the very beginning. So I think that also helps is having people who believe in you and support Mm -hmm. you. It'd be one thing if I was like, my sister's kind of trash. Like, She's not even that good. She she was practicing gyno like up until six months ago and then took a course on injecting lips, you know. Um, no, like Aaron is fucking badass. And so I think that really helps because there's authenticity. Yeah, well, you believe in, that. in the brand. Yeah. Yes. Well, Megan doesn't need any gassing up. We can just all um, probably agree on that. Uh, but what I do really take pride in is ev- I think every day people tell me, I love Megan. I wish she was my sister. I wish she was my friend. Repeat that, Erin. <laughs> I, I love Megan. I love Megan. I wish she was my sister. So That's yes, the mantra. You, better con- you better thank the man on the moon tonight. Thank you so, for my sister, Megan. I mean, I am thankful because I don't think anyone else out there has a sister no. like I do. I mean, we have so many memories. <laughs> like, I'm... I, I don't, people ask me all the time if I do comedy or if I would ever do comedy and no, I wouldn't because I'm, I mean, never say never, but I just don't, there are other things I'd like to do sure. in comedy, but I mean, <laughs> making Aaron laugh is probably like the highlight of my day. Because I don't easily laugh. Like how no. do you put that? I'm pretty. No, she's kind of a stoic creature. Yes, uh, yes. In a good way, which is like a strength of hers because like when people come at her with some bullshit or like some, some nonsense, she can just give them a look like. That says, are you done yet with your fucking nonsense? But so for me, I love making Aaron laugh. Um, Like, remember, oh my gosh, we got to tell this funny story. So we create memories. What's beautiful about working together is that we also create memories with each other. So Aaron got asked to go to the SkinCeuticals headquarters in New York City. And she was like, come along for the ride. And I was like, hell yeah. Any excuse to hop on a plane, I am about it. Like, I'm a recovered travel manager. So I, like, airports just turn me on, like... I love like TSA pre-check and global entry. Like I'm such a stan for that whole industry. So Erin, you know, she flies every now and again, you know, not too much. But anyways, we go to New York. We have a blast. Like we meet up with Dr. Majestic. We have dinner at this really cute bistro. Like we're looking fire. Like it was such a cute time. We got our hair blown out at the dry bar. And um, sure, she had a meeting. So she went to the SkinCeuticals meeting. I just went shopping. Um, and we are, I'm waiting with the car service outside of the meeting. And I'm like, man, Aaron, where are you? And she's running a little late and a little behind. And, you know, 
I've been to New York enough to know that going back and forth from the city to Brooklyn or JFK is a nightmare, regardless of like the direction or the time. It's just fucked. Like sometimes it's better to go on a subway. Mm-hmm. But we had the car service arranged. So we like barely make our flight. Like I'm talking. Wait, wait, wait. There's way more to that story. Oh, oh no, I know. I'm going to talk about me like nearly eating shit in the airport in a second. But we get to JFK. I'm I'm a savvy chick. So I got my carry on. I got no liquids. I got TSA pre-check. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to run. And we are getting there about 45 minutes before takeoff. Aaron, though went ham at the corporate store. Yes. At the SkinCeuticals corporate store. So that was the reason store. I was late. Yes. Because the okay. meeting at, was going behind. Yes. So, well, no. At SkinCeuticals, um, they have the L'Oreal corporate store. So during the meeting, you can go shopping in the corporate store and get everything at cost. So everything's like 70% off. Off of like YSL, uh, what other... Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, Kiehl's. Yeah, she had so much Red, stuff. Yes. So in the car when we're driving to JFK, I'm going through her bag and I'm like, you got to chuck this. You got to toss this. Yes. Like, because everything is non carry No, we, were, we actually put it and I was like, let's check your bag. Oh yes, yeah. So we get to the 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 check-in and they're like, bag drop has ended. Mm-hmm. And you I'm can't like, check your bag. oh shit. I'm like, Aaron, let's just go to TSA and just have them chuck it all. Yeah. So Aaron's TSA pre-check didn't print on her boarding pass. Mm-hmm fucking amateur move like in my watch on my watch when i was a travel manager for all those celebrities like i would get chopped it's very it happens you guys it, tsa pre-check is not guaranteed 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. but if it doesn't 99 percent of the time is because you didn't associate it with your loyalty number or whatever yes. i digress so but i was also supposed to be in like the speed line what's that called like the yes the expedited like expedited priority, priority because line. of her her class of service yes. so yes it was all sorts of messed up Absolutely. I get through TSA pre-check and I'm running to the gate and I tell the, 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 the Delta lady, I'm like, listen, I start to cry. I like turn on the emotions. I was like, listen, my sister is in TSA pre-check and I don't know if we're going to make it. She has to give up to her three children. Oh my God. And she's like, okay, take a deep breath. She's like, if she can get here by that, that, that we'll let her in. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'd already run to my gate I'm crawling out of my skin wondering where Aaron is. And then I text you like, I don't think I'm going to make it. They were, they checked my bag because some of the skincare stuff got, got in, was it still in my bag? Yes. And of course TSA pre-check is taking their sweet time. They're sitting back. They're like, oh gosh, hold on. I got to stretch my neck. Ooh. And I'm like, bro, please just take, take that YSL cologne, dude, mm-hmm. and let us go. So yeah. You zip your bag up, but you run all the way back from the gate. I, yeah, so I ran back from the from the gate yeah. where we were supposed to take off after this woman said, pray to God that she gets down here. Yeah. I run back to see my sister. You're like, still in I'm line. I'm not leaving you. I was not about to. If anything, you. I was going to stay in New York another night. Come on. And like charge the company and be like, sorry. So um, Aaron kicks her heels off because she was in this business bitch outfit and she kicks her heels off. And I'm like, run so we are and i'm being loud so obnoxious i'm like beep 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 i feel like i'm running at an all-out orange theory like 98 (laughs) percent redlining i'm just like about to throw up and aaron's behind me we both have carry-ons we make it they're about to shut the gate and the girl that i had a sob story with she's like you lucky son of a gun (laughs) and i was like this is so we sit in there we are the last people on the plane barely we were the people that i always resent i know (laughs) and we made that flight and aaron you texted me what did you text me what did i I can't believe we made it and i'm like i know (laughs) learn your lesson 
never buy liquids. That's so amateur. But it was just... It was wholesale. I, I thought about the, the, the entire five-hour flight home. I thought I, I was replaying, reenacting us running through the airport. I can't believe we People cheering us on. People like... We could have eaten shit. I think you broke a toe, right? I did. Like, I seriously injured it. Yeah. But also what I learned from that, don't listen to your other people and handlers that tell you like your itinerary. That was a mistake. I trusted the people at the meeting saying, oh yeah, we got the car service at They're this the time. ones staying in Manhattan. They're not the ones, you know. I know. Yeah. But- so we've, we've had so many <laughs> incredible memories. Um, you know, figs parties, you mm-hmm. know, hanging out with all of your friends, your injector mm-hmm. friends. So we've definitely created some memories and have some laughable moments mm-hmm. together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, been, it's been fun. It's been really fun. But you know what I'm so surprised at? Some people don't realize we're sisters still. Yeah. People that follow us on social media, yeah. which I mean, I now I hope the whole world really knows. Yeah. Their, well, their I mean, because if they didn't think they were sisters, wouldn't people be like, what a crazy bitch Megan is? Like, she's wild. Does I, she even work? I, They'd be like, who is she? What is she doing? Like, I'm just your quirky neighbor or something? I think or I've gotten not comments to that extent, but like, oh, I thought she was just like the really funny girl that worked at the treatment. Yeah. Like, no, that's my sister. Yeah. So it's just funny to when I still hear people. <laughs> yeah, I think that. it's definitely like an accidental marketing point. Yes. Um, like in the beginning, Aaron's clients would come in, and we have two di- we have different last names because Aaron's married, so um, you couldn't associate it necessarily. But it, people would be like, "Oh my god, I've been seeing your sister since my fir- before I had my first baby, and my first baby's now nine years old." And so they have all these cute little stories, and you know, there's actually really nice ones that try to hook me up, where they actually never try to hook me up. They just say in passing, like, "Megan, why aren't you single?" You know, or your really nice OG client. No, we have. Yeah, didn't she try to hook you up with her nephew? The world didn't come to fruition. Hmm. I don't know. But I appreciate all of you OG clients of Aaron's who have followed her along the way. Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's totally, people are tickled when they find out that we're sisters. Yeah. Because they're like, wait a minute. Oh my God, I see it now. Wait, wait, yes. wait. Yes. Stand next to each other. Let me see it. And I'm like a foot taller than Aaron. So, you know, I take it as a definite compliment. Um, but I have kind of a different voice than Aaron. I have kind of a recognizable voice. So. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's a lot, definitely a lot of, a lot of pros, you know, to working with your sister. Um, you know, I would just be wary of the cons. Like when it was such a small operation in the beginning, I don't think we have this now, but in the beginning, because we are cut from the same cloth, our perspective is very similar, Mm -hmm. but also, I mean, it's similar because of our family dynamic. Like Mm -hmm. what's important in our business is also important in our family, Mm -hmm. honesty, loyalty, through thick and thin, through thick and skin. Um, That's very important in our family life, so it transferred into our business life fairly easily. Mm -hmm. But I think what makes us very uh, successful is that, yes, we both are sisters, but Erin is very linear. Mm -hmm. Erin is straight and narrow. She's been on her since she was 24. I mean, when did you get married? How old were you? 24. 24! I got engaged. Are you kidding me? When I was 24... Shit. When I was 24, I was like, am I gay? Am I straight? Like, what's going on? No, I'm just kidding. I'm completely straight. I wish I was gay. It'd be so much easier. I'd be such a good girlfriend. I'd be such a good butch. But anyways, um, Aaron was married at 24. I was her maid of honor. I had no idea what I was doing. You I was the worst. crappy maid I was of the honor. worst maid of honor. I showed up and I was like, is this it? I was like, this is the dress, right? I, like, nowadays, maid of honors do the most. And that's completely over that's the top. interest shit. Yeah, too. it is. It's thanks to the internet. But Aaron got married at 24, had children for quickly had a, I mean she got married during PA school mm-hmm. 
after fucking during my nut. first year. Yeah, yeah crazy. Yeah. I am a proud vagabond, and some people might think a vagabond is a, a, a you know a, a bad way of describing something. But I love the excitement of being a new girl. I loved trying different things. I moved to Mexico without speaking Spanish. I lived in San Francisco for years and decided to move to Chicago just because I wanted to prove to everybody that a California girl could survive winter. And I survived two winters. So, and my, my job, I mean, like, so Aaron worked at the same job for years. Mm -hmm. I've, every two or three years or so, have a shift. Maybe it's just my inner workings. Maybe it's just my attention span. Or I like to look at it as I collect so many incredible skill sets that I get bored and I'm on to the next. Okay. That's what my therapist said. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I'm proud of that. Like, so we, we are similar that we're sisters, but we have very different, like my viewpoints are completely different. I come mm -hmm. from hospitality, mm -hmm. but if you were say brother and sister or two sisters that grew up in the same small town, did the same type of work, you might have a narrow perspective that could be of detriment to the business. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's good to have other employees to cut, And that's where we have now. 27 other people yeah. with different perspectives, different suggestions mm -hmm. that we all take into consideration. So if someone was considering working with family, I think the take homes would be make sure your family relationship comes first mm -hmm. before any work relationship. Make sure your uh, relationship is strong enough. Yeah. Your personal relationship. Um, really identify strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. and, you know, don't try to tear someone down for their weaknesses because you already should know that going into it. Yep. And... Just Did you say be them. honest? Oh, Honest no. as fuck. Yes. Like communicate like you would never communicate before. It's yeah. a great lesson in communication if you aren't a good communicator necessarily. Yeah, also have fun and just, you know, remember that if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. No. Like mm. you may have a, a ridiculously successful business with your family. So you know that if you want to go to Cabo, your sister can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I dream of. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait till I celebrate my 40th birthday. You know, Aaron's gonna come. Like, seriously, we do enjoy each other's company and that could be an anomaly for some people. Um, but you know, the work ethic is there. Um, I can't lie and call out sick to Erin. She knows what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've never had, if I have a commitment I have to take care of, you know, I'll ask her and she'll be like, we're flexible. So that's another pro. So yeah, just to kind of sum it up, you know, like honesty is absolutely key, whether it's in business or personal relationships, you know, that's a no brainer. But, um, you know, for us, the pros outweigh the cons, absolutely. right sis? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning into our third episode of Through Thick and Skin. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram. We have a new podcast Instagram. It's Through Thick and Skin Podcast. Also follow us on YouTube and make sure to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating. Thanks, sis. Thank you, sis. Till next time.